Before we say the name of your company, what is the .na namespace? Namibia. Okay, so yeah. a Namibian entrepreneur has joined <laughs> us today. Um, Lovely place. <laughs> Rich Ziadi. You know what I love to do? When I find something cool, I like to store it. Oh, like wine? Mm, like the wine cellar of the internet? Yeah. Mm, oh, the it's wine. It's practically the wine cellar. The, of internet the internet doesn't have a wine cellar. My stuff is littered across I don't know how many services. And, and this breed of software is, is kind of gone. You have a great collection of weird internet videos. I do. And you don't really have a home for them. It's on a hard drive. I don't trust. Well, you can't trust YouTube. They all go away. Yeah, and I didn't do it to get recognition or love from anyone else. No, it's a weird thing. People don't know this about you, but you have an outsider art collection of unusual internet video that you've been working on for 10 plus years mm -hmm. that has a clear set of aesthetic criteria as to what gets in and what gets out. It That's can't right. be exploitative. It can't be cruel. But it's about people trying something really hard and not quite mitting, hitting the mark, but something happening along the way. Something very it. human shows up on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, not about you. It's not about me. Here. What are we even talking about at this point? Let's go. Oh, my God. All right. So we have someone in here who's built a thing to help you solve that exact problem. His name is Charles Briskowski. Paul, he's looking at us funny, so let's go. Okay. Tell us the name of your company or uh, your organization. It's called Arena. Okay. It's a platform for creative research and collaboration. And it's very spare. It's very classic. It's got pictures. It's got people. Mm -hmm. And it allows you to link ideas together. That's right. So it's a very traditional, like, world of hypertext kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We very much come from that kind of influence. I mean, we all do. Yeah, we all true. do. All, yeah, all that's, that was my point do. earlier, is that it's very much a reflection of hypertext in the web. Yeah. Okay, so I I've stumble on Arena. Yeah. What can I do? So the main thing that you're doing is making collections of resources. So not just images, not just text, links, files, PDFs, YouTube, SoundCloud. You're I can throw anything of, in there. You can put you can throw anything in there. And the, the point is that you're putting you're sort of thinking about things that you're consuming over a long period of time, or maybe a short period of time. But okay. it's about sort of doing this research and thinking about it as you're consuming things. And okay. this the context is really important, right? Because it's it feels like designers are using it for research, artists are using it for research, as opposed to like I'll use this for my portfolio, or this is a collection of memes. Yeah. It's more specific in theme. Interesting that you're using the word research. It, it sounds like academic, but it's more just yeah. in, in the same way that you would go down a Wikipedia hole, it's that kind of research. You're just sort of following your interests, but but keeping track of those interests and sort of making something out of that stuff. Okay. Dropping breadcrumbs. Okay. And, and <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so this this is a... It's a growing, like it's a growing product. I see. I saw it when it first came out, yeah. And it has a small community around it, and they're yep. pretty passionate. Yep. A lot of research into aesthetics. Research into aesthetics, but I think the main place that we're coming from is that something like Pinterest. Let's complain <laughs> about Pinterest for a minute, because oh that's God. something we can all, I think, well, get into. Easy though, because I have like old shit from my childhood in a folder called Memories on Pinterest. 
That's pretty spectacular. I know. I admire Pinterest. Let's just, just tiptoe just a little bit. I admire Pinterest. As, <laughs> I get like, the garbage. No, it's the overall platform of Pinterest. It's like, okay. And the membership is very, very excited, but it's, it just breaks the web. Like you go, you hit Google images yeah, and you yeah. go into Pinterest. Also, it screws up really funny. You are, I'm into yeah. watches. So yeah. I, I like, I was saving all kinds of watches. And for some reason I started to get flatbread recipes, like just random recipes. I guess... They weren't ads even. It's just their algorithm getting confused that people who like watches like to kind of improvise Slap in the right. kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to Pinterest, your users tend to have intent when they link things together. Pinterest, on the other hand, is like watching people and making these connections for them. Yeah, yeah. We're very much we're oriented towards the human side of things. We want to make sure that people are making these connections on their own mm-hmm. and not machines doing it we kind of want to step back more than than a lot of other platforms and have people do the work on their own it's about building those connections and sort of less thinking. machine learning is less, what i'm hearing less machine learning less more algorithms. human learning yeah um, okay wait so arena started at some point when did it start um seven years ago okay so yeah. seven years that actually makes sense to me because it takes forever to build communities and platforms yeah okay yeah. and so what were you doing before arena um before arena i was working as an artist i had the very beginnings of an art career okay i was making work online net art basically and you're like i'm gonna make a meta i'm gonna make a meta art thing (laughs) so that i I don't make any more art anymore what what kind of art were you you working on uh okay so the last the last piece that i made before i quit was called directions to last visitor Mm -hmm. and you would go on the website and would give you google maps directions to the last person who visited the website before you oh that's fun Fun, yeah. A little creepy. Creepy. Yeah. I think I think like, I wasn't in a th- fun way. I wasn't thinking about it in those like privacy terms. I was yeah, more yeah. thinking like it's connecting two people who wouldn't sure. otherwise that be was connected. Eight hundred thousand years ago. What's your background before all this? Art, art stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, but I've had a I've had a website since I was maybe fourteen, and I'm thirty five. Okay. All right. So you sat down one day. You were like, "I've made net art. I'm doing all right." But I need to build an abstract research tool that connects things called resources to other things in a large graph database and build a community over seven years. It was like a rainy Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And and I was just, first of all, like, I was sitting in front of the fire. <laughs> <laughs> so did you program the, the whole thing? or uh, No, it was me and one other person. Okay. Uh, well, a couple other people, but me and primarily one other person who also happens to be an artist. His name is Damon Zaccone. So... You were both like, we got to connect all these ideas on this here internet. Well, so it's funny that you brought up Delicious, um, and my other founder is going to kill me because I always talk about this. But One we, sentence on Delicious, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Uh, it was a place you could store links. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and organize them and, and actually tag them. That and was tag the them. Yeah. And then the ones that were hot would bubble up. There used to be this daily sort of what's getting... Yeah. A lot. And it was bought by Yahoo and then became part of the Yahoo murder pool. Yeah, yeah it was obliterated. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'll add that the other good thing about Delicious was the way that the social network was sort of secondary to the primary action, which was just you doing your own thing and collecting right. things. Right. the thing. It was about doing stuff. It was about I mean, doing making stuff. Making sense of the web. Yeah. And it wasn't like publishing, like right. you were publishing to a feed. It was just like you're doing your own thing. And then it happened also by chance mm-hmm. to be on a feed yeah the guy and the guy who created delicious also had a website called meme pool with a a bunch of friends which was like an early feed yeah sort of here's the weird stuff we're finding on the web that's interesting and then he sort of expanded that to a social service for all yep and so like that that model it was about getting to that kind of document and 
making it work. Yeah. So we were, a couple of us were super big on Delicious, and I actually met two of my co-founders on Delicious. And then when, when Yahoo bought it and we had this Delicious-sized hole, uh, we, we we started thinking about then in <laughs> name of podcast you know yeah, oh, delicious yeah. size pole well, well, is the name of <laughs> whoa the, except I'll never get the Rebrand. periods right delicious head and before I put the URL it was like D E L I dot no D E L dot I C I O dot U S it was ballsy that was merciless it was gutsy <laughs> okay so delicious dies a horrible death first of like one major cut and then thousands of cuts start coming exactly um, it later got bought by like the guys who's some of the YouTube people and it was bad Science, that's right but now Pinboard owns it <laughs> Pinboard own it yeah he's he's really cool they're coming for you next <laughs> oh wow <I'll> see <laughs> but you know there's no but there is a context here like delicious was very raw web it was like let's just use this platform see what happens and, and it it was it had a vibe and a look to it and it was a culture it kind of connected all sorts of people who wouldn't otherwise connect I think what was appealing about it was it didn't orbit around likes and hearts exactly. and, and whatnot. It was actually, the thinking was, I think you, you use it for your own selfish needs. Mm -hmm. And then the sort of byproduct of that was something really great for everybody else. Exactly. Yeah. And there was more of a culture around sort of thinking and deep thought or just, just being more inquisitive mm -hmm. and curious yep. and less about sort of performing a personality online. That's right. right. There wasn't a real place to perform a person. Like you could have funny tags or, yeah. you know, and there were no super users that were the ones. And it also wasn't, it never got to that point where it was like power, delicious user. It yeah. was just like, oh you, yeah, Michael's in star. And you yeah. didn't at all need to know. Right. That's true. Yeah. You could be exactly. real. And, and actually the thing was, it wasn't about you might be like, oh, I should keep an eye on this person because they have good stuff. But there wasn't that expression of like power. The, the power you got on the platform was by continually delivering the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The power you get is for yourself. It's not necessarily like clout. It's for your own. It's, That's right. it's like your Utility, own thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So you drop this in the middle of a very different internet. Why? Like you, this is success now on the internet, right? right, right. Build the tool that lets you heart pictures and sounds and whatever else it's born out of obviously twitter and facebook and the like yeah. so now you come up with this like what what's the motivation behind it well i think the motivation in the beginning was just we wanted a platform like this because we wanted it ourselves so mm -hmm. it was very much scratching our own itch in the beginning were you thinking business that's going to pay my bills always kind of in the background. But now I think because the web has changed and because I think you're saying this, the sort of version of success is getting lights and hearts and stuff like that. But you also can't go a day without talking to someone about this stuff and them telling you that they're exhausted by it. So, yeah, it's, right. so it's a very, True. it's like a mainstream consensus right. at this point. It strikes me as something that like a, like an art prof would be really into a signing, like go and build this over the course of a What's semester. What's an art prof? An art professor. <laughs> just a, What's it? Just a, a professor of art We're at a university. We're not going to Did they have those at Brooklyn You're College? busy? Are you busy? You didn't have the time <laughs> to go through the whole work? All right. Um, well, you know, Rich, I don't even want to interrupt this very sincere conversation to bring base capitalist impulses into it, except that when you talk to Charles, he's also got base capitalist impulses. In Bless fact, his we heart. All do. We all do. <laughs> we all are trying to build good platforms that, look, you don't have to become a trillionaire 
to be successful in this world. You could also do something decent. You can do something and, decent and make money that makes people really feel connected, and they're happy to pay you for it. We've done something decent, and we also make money. That's right, <laughs> and it's called Post Light. Yeah, it's not called Track Changes. <laughs> it's not. We're a digital product studio that ships really beautiful platforms and the apps that ride on those platforms. It's true. We just, we're just good at it. You come to us and you say, I need to do these complicated things and build these products inside of my organization, even if your organization isn't doing so good at building products right now. Right, exactly. Yeah, we're, we're kind of the place. We can go in and you'll be like, this is a political nightmare. And we'll go, that's fine. We've seen that before. Yeah, Let's that's why you're here. <laughs> well, yeah. let, us, uh, let us help you ship that anyway, no right. matter what happens. Hello at postlight.com. That's all you need. If you need to ship a big old platform, make it awesome. Hello at postlight.com. So what are you seeing? We're seeing that people are taking to it more and more. Yeah. So when we started the year, we had 21,000 users, and now we have 46,000 users. I mean, for the kind of thing you're trying to build, that's a large cohort that now probably is causing all kinds of problems. Wait, worth noting, we're barely in, we're four months into the year. Yeah. yeah. So you just yeah, yeah. doubled yeah. in yeah. four months. Yeah. yeah. We're not like going after like insane growth. That's not the thing. It doesn't feel like 100 million people would be good for this platform. Well, no, but I mean, I think that like GitHub is a good is a good sort of like parallel platform, right? Mm -hmm. It's like very specialized. Mm. It's very nerdy. There's a ton of people that use it. It has a very functioning business model. It has a business model that's also sort of tied into its mission, mm -hmm. right? Which is promoting open source software. Right. In Arena, in the same way, it's it's a similar business model where if you're saving stuff in public, it's free, and then you have a limit at how much private content you can save. And the thing with GitHub, too, is you, you kind of keep an eye on the things that are relevant to you, and then that's it. You don't you don't have the sense of like the overwhelming power of GitHub bearing down on you at any time. Whereas no. Like Facebook, you've got... I don't follow 700 repositories. On yeah. GitHub. Right. Yeah, with Arena, in the same way that like people can fork your repos and GitHub or whatever, people can reuse your content. Right. So when you're saving content in public, other people can come along and say, I save something into climate change. It's like about robots building solar panels or something. Someone could take that link, save it into their channel on automation. So I'm starting to see different perspectives on the content that I'm saving, and that's sort of the benefit to doing things in public. So... I'm user F-Train. I find a cool picture on the internet. Like something, uh, I tend to be very interested in interface history. Like, so that would uh, be something I would save. There's like, a lot of that. Yeah, right there's now. a lot on Arena, right? So like, um, I don't know, a screenshot of uh, an Amiga computer from 1987 that seems kind of interesting to me. So I go to Arena and I upload it. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do I do? What, what does that become in your world, that picture? I think it's not about that one step. It's more about the progressive steps afterwards. Okay. Like, so a channel is is what we call a collection of things. Mm -hmm. And a channel can be either open, viewable by the public, it can be completely private, or it can be open where anyone can add to it who has an Arena account. Mm -hmm. So say you save, you start a channel called Interface History, 
you start saving stuff, different screenshots or different articles about interface history, then other people can come along if you leave it open and just add to that as well. And you can moderate it after the fact. People can take your stuff and save it into their collections and into their channels. Um, so it's about sort of like how that moves forward and how it, it sort of changes your thinking on what interface history is. So you've got this very abstract set of things, right? And this has actually been one of the challenges of hypertext in the web in general is that when most websites end up looking like something that was there before, like newspaper websites look like newspapers and YouTube is about video of a certain aspect ratio that looks like TV. It's even got tube in the name, right? And so the thing that that you're doing here and the thing that you're describing, which I, I think both Rich and I through our careers have found really hard to get across to people, yeah, right? Like yeah. that here are abstract nodes that connect to other abstract nodes about concepts and they can be remixed. And I've seen a lot of experiments along this line. And I think that actually this one is is really interesting in that 40,000 people doing abstract hypertext stuff is really a lot. Yeah. So how are they getting it? How are they understanding this remixable nodal interconnected intertwingling thing <laughs> well i think you get the the sort of in the same way that delicious was this sort of personal utility first that's what you're getting from arena at the beginning it's just in the same way that you understand what pinterest is it's just a place to throw a bunch of stuff okay and that that whole progression comes later your exposure to what other people are doing how that stuff connects to other people's research you're not getting that all straight away Gotcha. I mean, I think that the, the sort of trick is we position it when you first get in as like, this is a place to organize information. But mm -hmm. I think in, in actuality, it's actually about thinking about stuff more than it is about organizing. But You're, first, they need to put it in the folders, yeah. right? So like get it into a folder and give it some order. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the power of the platform will get revealed. And yeah. people need order badly enough that they'll do this. Yeah, but I think you see over time that this sort of bankruptcy of information or feeling like all this stuff is weighing you down. And I would I would also agree with that. But I think there's an, a different approach, which is there's, there's one version of managing your inbox, which is inbox zero. And then there's the other version, which is just like, if it's important enough, it's just going to come it's going to come back to me. Mark all is red. Let's yeah. get on with life. Yeah. 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 When you can, that's something that is kind of real. Like you can assume that stuff will surface again if it's high priority. I'm in box zero. I'm just too scared mm -hmm. that it won't like that important thing. They'll I'm just the say the hell with Rich. I'm not going to email him again. I'm in box like 112. It's absolutely the worst. Of both yeah. Worlds. The middle. Like, yeah. The yeah. Middle. yeah. Um, okay. So I show up mm -hmm. and I start dropping in animated gifts because I'm goofy or mm -hmm. whatever. i I'm not speaking for myself. I'm speaking okay. for whoever that shows. Do you for consider me. that? I'm speaking for Paul. Do you consider that? Uh, that's not really what I meant this platform to be. And now it's all actually hurting the mission in any way? No, no. I don't think we try and make value judgments about what people can save or what, okay. what is the good thing. We try and keep it very flexible and open-ended. Okay. That would be our, bad internet ethos. You can't, yeah. you can't be judgy. Right. How many people work on it? Four people. It's a company? It's a company. It's not a not-for-profit. It, it could give off that vibe sometimes. It can give okay. off that it vibe. Is a, it is a for-profit company. It's making money, it's a, it's yo. A yeah. yeah, how's it doing? Um, it's doing well. Okay. I mean, we're we're growing a lot. Uh, are people ponying up? Yeah, people are ponying up. Yeah, okay, we, we're sort of projecting to be covering our current very low costs by the yeah. end of, or the beginning of 2019. 
how are you, I mean, are people paying their rent from this or like, well, how's it, is it, it, are they full time or? Yeah. So we actually met a guy through Arena who was using Arena for his work named Christopher Barley. He runs a strategy and branding company here in New York called Consortia. Okay. And they were using Arena and sort of this team professional capacity mm-hmm. to do research for client work. And we had met a couple of times and talked about the state of the internet and what people are doing online and what we're doing at the Arena. And then it just got to the point where he said, like, I want to be involved. I want to invest. And so in May, he invested a little bit of money. He also came on the team. And since then, we've been working more wow. full time. That's huge. Congratulations. Thanks. I think also it, what's, what's great to hear is you found this inflection where something that was for a really kind of specific kind of community that often is very anti-anyone making money ever from anything. Yeah. Like you've you found a path through that. That is a hard thing with platforms like this. Yeah. And the other thing is we're doing a crowdfunding, an equity crowdfunding campaign right now. Mm-hmm. And that was a really sort of scary proposition for exactly the reasons that you just laid out. Because then that, they own you for the rest of their lives. Well, no, that's not the problem. I'm into that. But <laughs> I mean, you know, I think the I think the the scary part with a community like ours is that they're very critical, they know what's going on and they're very sensitive to changes and when you very, built them a platform platform for criticism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's going a lot better than we ever expected. I mean, I think there's an important thing that you're doing here, which is that it's not about mass scale. It is about a sense of community and membership. Yeah. First of all, I don't think that that doesn't scale to the billions of people that ever, it's designed to. It's not, no, I mean, that's like so that the mental model of like what success is has to be changed to accommodate for spaces like this that people really want and will pay for and that can be a good business. We're not going to be Facebook size, but I think we could very easily be in the 50, 100 million size. Woo. I mean, okay. yeah, I think, that, right. I think that people right, are... That's good. So there's I, hunger in here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> also, I'm also very optimistic that people are sort of getting smarter and smarter, which I, I know this is a minority opinion, but people's sort of ability to pattern recognize different things that are happening in the world, you know, that ability, it gets strengthened over time and there's nowhere to put that. There's nowhere to put that thinking online. If you're growing to that level, you're probably fastest route to the biggest money is ads. Yeah, we will never do that. You will never do that. We will never do that. Let it be known on the Track Changes podcast. I mean, it has been stated. We just might as well not do it if we're going to do that. Then your Pinterest. It sets up a weird dynamic because your customer is not the user. The customer is the advertiser. And that your motivation then is to sort of serve the advertiser and not the user. And we're, we want to set up this situation for ourselves where we're just trying to make a good enough product that people will pay for it. And the type of person that we're after is, you know, it's, it's people who are they're knowledge workers. They're people who are working in creative professions. Right. And this is a this is a tool that adds it, it helps your thinking on an everyday basis. And yep. that is something that is so worth paying future, for. You see your future competition as like the Evernotes of the world, like sort of places where things are organized and structured. A little bit, one but, note. but you know, Microsoft OneNote. <laughs> someone asked us about that recently. <laughs> um, I mean, but the <laughs> the thing is, is we're in this interesting zone in between a social network and a productivity tool. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Evernote has any. There's no motivation there to like turn Evernote social. No. I think yeah. everything is private. If I'm not, unless you everything is explicitly private. say right, you right, have to right, add right. someone. 
Yeah. And we're interested in a very different thing that I think long term than Evernote. You know, we're mm-hmm. about like it's more about creative inspiration than it is about sort of like storage. capturing storage. Yeah. yeah. Are you growing? Are you hiring? What is your what do you need out in the world? We we need we need money. Money. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fuel in the tank. Yeah. Where are all the new features for the future written down? Oh man, you want to know? Yeah. Basecamp. Okay. Okay. Basecamp is the tool. I'm a big I'm, yeah. I'm pro Basecamp. Yeah. Basecamp Street Team. Okay. Basecamp Street Team. Uh, if you can hack into that, you can see the future. Of, uh, <laughs> of, um, but actually, we are we do have a public roadmap on our on our GitHub. All of oh. our code is open source, so you can see. That's a great. We're this is a question on. for you. Then what what keeps other people from just standing up arenas? I don't know. They could. It's hard to build a community, though. That's I mean, the it, work. T- it took us a long time. Is, and has I it think, been more work writing code or building the community? Well, the community building is kind of like a fuzzy activity. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's inviting people, it's talking to people, it's it's not it's not the same level kind of productivity that you're doing when you're writing code. You know, you don't get to the end of the day and you're like, cool, it's yeah. done. Like now, now we'll go on to the next thing. It's just a perpetual. No, you wake up, the community's still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You might even have gotten up to some stuff overnight. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you. It's guys. refreshing. It is. It's a great product, and uh, you don't see a lot of a lot of stuff like this getting built. I mean, there's there's people out there listening. If you have ideas and money to help get <laughs> Arena to a hundred million users, this is your chance to get in there. This Come is in. your chance. Here we go. Yeah, there's one chance. There aren't many of these left. No. I, that was kind of affirming on a few levels. Well, I could rant right now and tell you how I'm tired of likes and hearts and hugs you know what's better than ranting stars you know what's better than ranting mm. building some goddamn software exactly it's like building the right. freaking platform putting right. it in the earth and having people use it and then seeing if it's going to work right and with better numbers than just like better intentions than just raw traffic that's right but also a plan to build a sustainable business over time and keep people supported and like some some ethics that you're gonna and a mission statement you're gonna stick with those are really good things they really are so it's arena a-r-e dot n-a gotta Check get it out. that dot in there get that dot um all right so we have to thank charles for coming not we don't have to we want to thank charles for coming <laughs> on uh, if you need us hello at postlight.com give us a good rating on itunes i'm paul ford your co-founder and co-host uh, Postlight is the name of our company. No one ever pays attention. They just hear track changes. I hope there's something nerdy on this week. Yes. Well, there you go. But well, if you need digital wait, services. Wait, Paul. What? What? I'm Rich Ziotti, the other co-founder. Oh, my God. I hope people know that by now. All right. Just- <laughs>